All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Sports Injury Central, Pro Football Dog Podcast, Makeshift Studios on Radio Row. We got a nice corner spot here. Radio Row is pretty busy. Uh, slowing down a little bit this afternoon, but still bustling quite a bit here. Uh, behind us, who's who's throwing behind us? Is it Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs? That's who is next. I don't know if you – yeah, that's who's next. On the uh, bounty set next to us, Pat McAfee sets right there, and the Sirius set, and Fox, and everyone right here. DraftKings right over behind us. So give you the whole big – I mean, this is the room. It's lots of people here. Uh been here a few days. Let's go over the podcast things here, topics here, and uh, have some fun here. Let's go over some things here. Taylor's here. He's uh, finally gotten out of his uh, shy bubble. Now he's talking to everybody. Before he was like, oh, that's so-and-so, and that's so-and-so. But he would now uh, Now Max Crosby thinks uh, he's stalking him. He's run into him three times already. So there's going to be a restraining order coming on Taylor uh, soon here. All right, let's get into some of the topics today in the podcast. So since it is Super Bowl and whatever, believe it or not, I did get confirmation, firm confirmation, that I've been talking about Taylor Swift being able to make it back from Japan because of the time change. But I actually got firm confirmation from somebody, I won't say who, that Taylor Swift is indeed flying in for the Super Bowl. I don't think anyone's surprised here. But uh, anyway, so let's chat a little about Super Bowl injuries. We'll talk about field turf, medical differences. We'll talk about Brock Purdy a little bit as well and uh, some of the crossover things. So uh, last year here at the Super Bowl, one of the big takes that we had was uh, that uh, Brock Purdy, no guarantee that he would be ready for the start of the season. Now, he was. And the reason why is it was a Tommy John surgery, but it was a repair, not a reconstruction. And had a chance earlier this week to talk with Donovan McNabb, and he agreed that the throwing motion for pitchers is way different than for a quarterback. I asked Donovan, what percentage of your throws are max velocity throws in a game? Let's say you make 40 throws. Tight window, max velocity, hum it in there. He said four or five percent. Actually, he was saying for Brock Purdy, four or five percent because he's very much a timing thrower. Him, maybe a tiny bit higher. But like if you're making a lot of high velocity, tight window throws, you get a lot of picks. And he agreed. Whereas pitching, almost all your pitches are near max velocity. Near. Okay, you throw a changeup, but it's still, you know, a high percentage. So you get attenuation Tommy John injuries. Brock Purdy was an evulsion acute and a repair, which heals more quickly. But I feel vindicated because I thought the 49er guys was, were going to give me shit this year at the Super Bowl for saying that there's no guarantee he'll be ready. Now, he was ready, which is good. But obviously, you hear now about all the reach out to Tom Brady in the offseason as a backup plan, et cetera. So that all kind of makes uh, a little bit of sense here. Let's go over Super Bowl injuries a little bit here. Um, Chiefs versus 49ers. Um, look, survival of the fittest. As the pyramid narrows it down, the healthier teams prevail. That's why we're able in the wild card round saying, go against the Dolphins. Go against the Browns. Go against the Eagles. Well, they all lost, so you can't go against them again. 
the Bills were injured. That's why they won then. Okay. And uh, now it's relatively healthy teams, but the 49ers are slightly healthier. No worries about Christian McCaffrey. No worries about Debo Samuel, obviously. I mean, we, we thought he would play. Not even on the injury report, but Debo Samuel the week before the conference championship, we were confident he would play. We probably gave him a six score that was too low of like 86. We should have given him a six score of 125 with his production. So he should be good. He's good. CMC, neck, shoulder, cap, all good. No worries for Christian. Uh, Demar Hamlin's behind us here. Hello, Demar Hamlin. Um, anyways, uh, who won come, comeback player of the year? Is that tonight? That's tonight. That's likely why he's here. <laughs> so you're saying he won because yeah, he's here. Well, it's either him or Joe Flacco, right? I don't know. We'll 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 see. We'll see. Uh, he did get a sat this year. Yes, two tackle assists. That's enough. And a and a carry. Yes. <laughs> but we won't talk about that for Buffalo fans. We will we will talk about that for Buffalo fans. Anyways, uh, and it's the real Demar Hamlin, not the fake one, right? All right, just kidding. We're not going to bug him. We'll let him go. Um, let's see. Niners injury report. Dre Greenlaw not worried off the injury report. Who else are we really worried about? Oh, George Kittle, the toe. What we don't see is sometimes as, more, as important as what we do see. We don't see a lot on George Kittle in his toe. So not worried about Joe, George Kittle in his toe. I think he'll be fine. It'll be much like um, much like uh, uh, Debo Samuel in the previous 49ers done. Kansas City Chiefs injury report. Joe Thune. Look, we've been saying all along, heck, you can't, you know, no strength to push away and block. Left guard, right back, A gap, no go. Didn't play in the Ravens. Don't see him playing in the Super Bowl. Andy Reid said he bet on him not playing. Andy Reid is now agreeing with us that he's betting on him not playing or betting on Allegretti playing. But more importantly, he says it's a strength issue, right? It's a strength issue. If you can't do a bench press, how are you going to protect the A-gap? No Joe Thune. Of course, on the D-line, oh, offensively, Pacheco is fine. Um, Jarek McKinnon, don't believe he's going to play. That's a little too quick for core muscle surgery and recovery. This is a little too tight of a timeline to recover from core muscle surgery, especially if you're a quick-cut speed guy. So there's still Clyde Edwards-Hilaire will still have play in this game. They list him as LP. That doesn't make sense, right? LP, look, they open up his practice window. So people here on Radio Row said, well, they opened up his practice window. Why would they do that if they're not going to play him in the Super Bowl? Because why not? If you don't open up the practice window, he can only practice on the side, on a side field on his own. Now he can practice with the team, but that does not mean he's 100%. An LP definition is either 99% of the plays or 1% of the plays. I think it's closer to 1%. Do not see him playing there. Uh, do not see Jarek McKinnon playing. Uh, who else do we got? Well, we had Sky Moore. He was activated. He FP'd in his first practice with the knee. Sky Moore's knee is probably okay. It's sort of a, a roster decision and utilization decision on Sky Moore. We think Tony is just... We never saw a hip injury. Tony says he doesn't really have a hip injury. I think Tony's just fallen out of favor is, is what it is. And the Chiefs, if anything, were doing him a favor by listing him with a hip injury before to give him the excuse to be out. And the former Niner and Chief the minute that's the roster change. D-line. D-line is the big one for the Chiefs. Charles Amenahue, despite saying he would play, because good, why not be optimistic? 
now confirmed with an ACL tear, which is what we had. What we had was uh, in-game was an ACL tear. That's been confirmed, and he's now out. Um, exactly. Nandi, uh, Nandi is not going to – Nadi, Nadi is not going to play with his triceps. So, so it's some depth issues on, on D-line for the Chiefs. Willie Gay off the report. Willie Gay's neck is fine, like we thought. Uh, he and Dre Greenlaw for the Chiefs and the 49ers, the two key linebackers, are both going to play. So thankful the injury report is relatively thin. Are we forgetting anybody here? Nope, that's it. Uh, slight advantage to the 49ers, but quite honestly, I think advantage to both offenses over both defenses. The 49ers still don't have Hafunga. Maybe a high-scoring game here. Uh, we'll see what happens. We're going to put out some more stuff in terms of the picks and props in terms of what's uh, happening here. Uh, the controversies this week, the field turf, the, the grass, what are the controversies? Last year's Super Bowl surface was slick. They blamed the humidity uh, when they rolled it in. They weren't prepared for that. This year, they're doing everything they can with the Allegiant Field grass. But there was controversy. Why? Because the 49er practice field was said to be soft and spongy. They just laid the turf onto the artificial surface, the grass on the artificial surface, without an underneath layer. It was softer than it should be, spongier, stickier, potentially more fraught with injuries, and also potentially seams because it was the grass was just laid six weeks ago. Meanwhile, the Players Association is saying, well, wait, what about MetLife? You guys, we don't like MetLife. It's the worst stadium in the league. We've got to remember, is anyone surprised there's twice as many injuries there as other stadiums? They play twice as many games because they host the Jets and Giants. But the bottom line is this. MetLife is putting in grass for the FIFA World Cup final. So players are saying, well, what, what about us? Here's the problem. For the World Cup, you have 150-pound athletes running all over the field. For a football game, you have 325-pound athletes, multiple, chewing up the middle of the field between the numbers. And then you put two teams on it in inclement weather. And for the World Cup, it's one game. You can lay out that field three weeks in advance and let the seams grow together and make it perfect. You can't just be installing new fields when you're playing multiple games every week with two different teams. So it's something that the league will have to figure out. I don't know how they redesign a stadium, but it's not just that simple as just go ahead and put in grass and met life, uh, et cetera. So you don't think they're going to put grass in full time? Just for the There's no possible way, Taylor, that we could do it. How are you going to do it? You're going to not play a game for three, four weeks to let the sod get in there? Okay, you do the beginning of the season, and then you do, uh, like, the first game this season, the Giants played in the rain at MetLife, and the next day Aaron Rodgers and the Jets played in the rain. What do you think the grass looks like if you do that? Then you resod it for next week? It's not ready, right? Especially with two teams, it's very difficult. I'm not taking the owner's side. I'm just saying an uneven grass field, or a grass field with seams. Remember Wes Welker down in Houston with the pallets towards ACL on a seam. That's almost worse. So I just don't see an easy solution based on that stadium design, unless you're going to figure out something hybrid, which, which is what they're talking about. Anyways, uh, turf issues. Super Bowl, unique about the Super Bowl, there is a lot of di different stuff where normally you'd say, hey, you strained your hamstring let's sit, let's not miss six weeks and make it worse. For the Super Bowl, you may just roll the dice, right? Hey, look, 
I got all off season to get better. So the a lot of injuries ha- get better in the Super Bowl in the week before. And uh, talked with Donovan McNabb a little bit about T.O. and his injury back in the day, et cetera. A lot of ankle fracture where he came back quickly. Um, yeah, some uniqueness. And also remember, there's in other physicians that fly in. There's no home team physician that's the host. Because the home team physician, the home team are the chiefs. They don't have privileges at local hospitals. They don't have access to local pharmacies and medications. So their host physician is a combination of the Raiders physician as well as guys that fly in. And it's a whole elaborate system of medical. You got to remember, 32 billionaire owners are here and their families. And each team probably has more than one billionaire owner nowadays. It's a, it's a group of players, of, of owners. Uh, so there's a whole medical team dedicated to just them and their families, just like there's a medical team dedicated to the Chiefs and their families that come because you don't want a player worried about his son or daughter or his wife or whatever. And same for the 49ers. So it's a very elaborate medical system uh, set up here. And it's unusual too, right? Because the halftime is so long. You literally could have an offense be sidelined for over an hour. Let, let's say the defense is on the field, so the offense isn't on the field. Then you have not a 12-minute halftime, but this huge halftime show. And then let's say you kick off and your defense is on the field again. That's easily could be an hour. A lot of players, here's what they do, besides the IV stuff and whatever. Some of them will pretend it's a new game. Take off their uniform take off everything, cut off all the tape, go take a shower and start brand new and treat it like a fresh game. And uh, to each his own, to each his own, whatever they feel comfortable with. All right. Uh, any other questions or anything else here? Uh, radio Row here. Uh, we got a lot of uh, radio hits again tomorrow. Usually by Friday, I'm not that popular because all these big names come in. But for some reason this year, we already got a half a dozen interviews for tomorrow. Having fun here, some more serious stuff. Fox stuff, Outkick stuff. Got to do my boy Lorenzo Neal, San Francisco radio stuff Jim tomorrow. Rome Jim Rome was good. That was a nice hit on front of Bellagio. It was nice of them to turn on the fountains for us. Uh, what else? Anything else? Any other questions? All right. Uh, thanks for watching. Follow along. We got look. Remember, Super Bowl will have coverage. We'll have other things coming up. Check out the website. Basketball, let's talk Joel Embiid. Lado meniscus re-tear, not his first one. We told you last week, don't bet on him for MVP anymore. He's not going to play enough games. Now he's having surgery. Lado meniscus issue, meaning tear, meaning surgery was inevitable. Lado meniscus flat, meaning for sure surgery now. And then they finally announced it. They say the door is open for him to return. Look. The door is open on my delayed Southwest flight. It may have been an 11.37 flight, and then they said 1 o'clock. That's a check back with me time. They're saying Joel Embiid, four weeks, check back with me. He's month to month, not day to day. Yeah, he may not be back for this regular season. He's more likely to miss this entire season because of longevity and issues on his knee than play this regular season. Until Southwest tells me the flight's leaving at 123, I'm not buying it. It's just a, a holding time. Is that a mental thing for the team or this 
Well, there's 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 some truth to let's see how the surgery goes and the recovery and it's what his swelling is. And I don't think the Sixers, the team doctor, the surgeon, or Embiid know exactly when he's going to come back. They may be targeting. Look, if things really go well, maybe six weeks from now, which would still be the regular season. But anytime there's a bump in the road or more swelling, they're going to delay that. He's a big guy. You got to understand. There's at least 20 pounds of force on your knee for every pound that you carry when you run and jump. That's a lot of weight and force to across his knees, and you can't have him have more arthritis and degeneration. All right, uh, Radio Row podcast here. Oh, yeah, hockey. Uh, it was a uh, Miguel Sergachev lightning. That looks like a high ankle type fracture, fracture dislocation. We hope not. But that, that's headed towards season. He got his left ankle foot trapped and rolled out. Look, uh, kind of like Dak Prescott, kind of like a number of guys, when your knee is facing due north and your toes are facing due west, that's not good. Um, so hopefully, uh, well, that we're just trying to interpret that lower body injury for it was his first for game hockey. Back in seven games from a lower body, so it could have been anything, but yeah. Yeah. Anyways, all right, thanks for watching. Going to head back to Radio Row here, and uh, sorry for the disjointed podcast, and hopefully you got some good pictures of what Radio Row here is is like, and uh, et cetera, and uh, thanks for watching. Appreciate you. And we're here all off-season. Remember, off-season is when we get to do our podcast with some features and with some people. Uh, A.Q. Shipley said he'd come on the podcast. Donovan McNabb said he'd come on the podcast. We've got some good people coming on the podcast. Met some good people uh, here. Andrew Perloff, Maggie Gray, I never really met with them. Doug Gottlieb, uh, et cetera. So having some fun here. We'll have some good off-season content here. The U2 show was great last night. Um, you know, I did talk with some of the McAfee guys there. They went to the – there was an all-star – look, I bought tickets. My wife came in. We, it was her birthday last week. This was her birthday present. We went. Let's see. Roger Goodell was at the show. Jason Kelsey was at the show. Chris Rock was at the show and got a shout out from Bono for his birthday and sang him have sung him happy birthday. No Kim. No Kim. Kim thought it was for her. No, just kidding. Just joking. Just joking. No. Uh, and then and then Pat Pat McAfee was always very generous. Brought all his guys to the show. And I'm not throwing him under the bus here. I did see where they were. You know, I saw Kelsey and Goodell and Chris Rock. They were. Facing the stage on the left in one of the suites there. And their suite was empty before the show was over. And I don't blame them. It was a great show, the whole thing. But the McAfee, they see Kim, my wife went there and she goes, wow, all these old people there. That's right. You two's for an older. It's you too. I love you too. I'm older. The McAfee crew. I was talking with AJ Hawk earlier today. How'd you like shows? That was great. You know, I didn't know. I only know the hit songs. And uh, we left early. I mean, because. They had early call times. They got work and whatever, but U2 is not their gig. <laughs> They're too young. But the show, the sphere was awesome. Shout out to the McAfee crew. Kelsey stayed to the end. He had a lot of fun. Goodell stayed to the end. Uh, Chris, yeah, uh, all, all good. Kelsey living his best life. Jalen Brunson, ankle sprain. He sprained it before, shorter than you think, even though it looks bad inversion basketball type spray that's what we're moving into next basketball of course baseball combine coverage which is big uh tomorrow morning i'm going on houston radio seth Payne thanked me earlier this week saying they were all over for the draft 
They were all over uh, Ty Tyrell, uh, Tyree Wilson. They were all over Tyree Wilson, D lineman. And based on what we told them pre-draft last year, they switched to Will Anderson at number three. Uh, not the team, the Houston radio station's prognosis and who they wanted them to take. And Tyree Wilson for the Las Vegas Raiders didn't do much because of injury from college. And Will Anderson had a pretty good season and, and helped helped get him to the playoffs, uh, et cetera. So lots of combine coverage. I a lot once again, people here say I should go to combines. I, I don't know. I've been to the Indy enough. I'm still fighting that urge to go to combines and do media stuff. All right. Thanks for watching and listening uh, back onto Radio Row. I appreciate you guys.